Hi, I'm Kat, grassroots marketer turned brand builder. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. Your weekly dose of not so nice, but oh so clever advice and actionable strategies to grow your mind, brand, and bank account beyond your wildest dreams. Free of charge. You're welcome. So grab your notebook and let's get to it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we're talking about practical money conversations as an entrepreneur because for some reason, talking about money can be really scary. Money conversations can have a lot of tension or just negative feelings associated with them based on experiences. And we've decided that we wanted to just open up money conversations, not because we are experts around the subject, but because we've gone through our own ebbs and flows with our relationship with money. And we feel like it should be something that we're not afraid to talk about. So here we are. Ripping the band-aid off. It is not the boogeyman. We're shining a light. We are making it okay and non-weird and non-confrontational to talk about money. So this came up like when we were planning out our episodes, we were kind of struggling, right, Candice? We were like, yeah. what do we talk we about? Talk we don't just want to put out content for the sake of putting out content because that shit doesn't that doesn't work for us. <laughs> we want to provide value and we want to be able to connect and really be authentic. And we're just kind of sitting there. And, you know, I told her, I was like, Candice, one thing that's really been on my mind lately that I've really been intentional about creating some housekeeping around, creating some strategies and systems around is money. And the moment I said it, you were like, thank God. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, absolutely. I've been thinking about it as well. And when you said it, I was like, we should talk more about that publicly, not just, you know, in our own conversations, but why don't we talk more about money on our podcast? And actually, it is one thing that we've said our podcast is about, right? Not Nice Clever is about branding, marketing, money and manifesting. And Mm -hmm. we probably have not been focusing on a lot of our conversations around money as we maybe should. So here we are doing it. Yeah. Taking our own advice, following our own credo. And yeah. And I think also just to share a little bit more behind the scenes with you guys listening in when we were planning out Not Nice Clever and deciding what our pillars were going to be, like what we stood for as a brand, as a community, we Googled or not Googled, we went to Apple Podcasts and we typed in like financial advice or like money podcasts. There were like no female led podcasts that came up. It was just all a bunch of dudes. Yeah, right? you have to scroll way too far down. I mean, there definitely are some and we want to like honor those, those women who yes. are out there doing it. But Trailblazing. it was sad. Yes, it was sad like how many we had to scroll through to be able to find conversations about money led by women. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not just shit popping up at the top of the search. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is our humble offering and contribution to try to turn the tables. Yeah. So I feel like I've been talking about money for a long time now because I think I had so much tension around it when I left my teaching career. And one of the reasons Mm -hmm. I did leave was because I wasn't making as much money as I wanted to, to like live the lifestyle that I wanted to live. But there there was like another hurdle after I left and started my own coaching business because then I started realizing that I had a challenge charging for my expertise and for my services because mm-hmm. I would think, oh my gosh, I'm going to charge $3,200. I have to work 
for an entire month to make $3,200 as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would always kind of equate those things. And mm-hmm. I think that really held me back in my first few years of being an entrepreneur because I was like feeling guilty about charging for my services based on my own experience with my own bank account, with my own earnings instead mm-hmm. of, I don't, I don't even know why I would consider that, honestly. Well, it's like you're comparing yourself to a situation that's no longer relevant to mm-hmm. your present and mm-hmm. certainly not relevant to future you and where you want to go. And, you know, I was actually really reflecting about this. And, and one thing that comes up, like any of the money podcasts or like money books that we've been reading. Like I know Candace, I shared with you, I started, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit yes, Sethi. We both, we both, that's another reason we wanted to talk about yes. this because we both started watch. you started reading the book and then I started watching uh-huh. the show like at the same time on accident without telling each other. Right. Hashtag alignment y'all. And so <laughs> Um, now that I'm getting back from my vacation, Candace is about to go on her Italian honeymoon, so she might have to take a pause, but I've been really getting back into it. And, you know, one thing that I realized was growing up, right? So I'm 31 as I am recording this, but I will be 32 tomorrow. And I realized growing up, like as a millennial, we were told, you know, go to school, get good grades, do the extracurriculars, do all the things that the college applications request of you, fill out the college applications, go to college, graduate from college, get a really stable, amazing W-2 job, get married, get a house, then have kids. Oh my gosh, I've done so much (laughs) shit out of order. (laughs) Out of order, right? And what I realized too, having come from the corporate world, because I did get a a stable W-2 job after high school because college was out the window due to the recession, was that when you have stable income, it's predictable, right? Mm -hmm. You know that that paycheck is dropping into your bank account every other Friday or the 15th and 30th. And it just creates this feeling of security and predictability. But- with entrepreneurship. And I don't know if you felt the same way when you made that jump, Candice, it literally income looks like the stock market. (laughs) It is, it is not consistent. It is all up to you, which now that, that prospect excites me. Mm -hmm. When I first got into freelancing in my early twenties, like when I was working with local businesses on their marketing strategy, it was like, if I wasn't working, I wasn't making money Yeah, and nothing was guaranteed. And that scared the shit out of me. Like, how did yeah. you deal with like the ups and downs? Like, I know you talked about like charging for your services, but yeah, like low months, high months, like that brings out I mean, all I the ugliness. Yeah, I don't even know where to start with that because honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I think it's important to note that I was a single woman when I left my job and mm-hmm. I became an entrepreneur. So. It was all up to me. It wasn't like, oh, you got the rent this month, honey? Like, no, it was just me, Mm -hmm. right? And so I don't even honestly know how I made it through because there were definitely times when things were dry. Probably my credit cards. Probably. That debt (laughs) just stacked up. there, There was some credit card debt. Uh, thankfully, mm-hmm. that is taken care of. But yeah, yeah, I think that I always knew that things were going to work out. And I always trusted that. Um, mm-hmm. Even when it didn't look like I thought it would. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely um, credit card I got I did get some help. I got like some I got a business loan before. 
Um, nice. Actually, I think it was a personal loan that I used for my business. Cause I don't even think I qualified for a business loan, but I yeah. did um, do a loan at one point and like maybe my second year of business. So I just want to say these things because if that's where you are right now, know that it can be entirely different in a short period of time because now it is entirely different. Now I don't have any more credit card debt. I don't have any, any, you know, debt outside of our mortgage um, mm-hmm. anymore, but I didn't live like that just a few years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that you can demonstrate and with my own journey too, that it can change a lot quicker than most people think. And yes, I think that that goes back to the, this is what Ramit calls it is like the invisible money stories and scripts Mm. of like things that you have picked up from your parents, from your grandparents, from your, your circle, your network, the people that you spend the most time with. And you're kind of just unconsciously embedding these stories that you didn't write yourself for you. You didn't Mm -hmm. decide you were just absorbing them like a sponge, especially when you're a kid. And as you get older and as you push through these kind of growth spurts in your career, whether you're working a W-2 job or you're independent, you kind of get faced with these stories and you notice these patterns. You're like, oof, like, is that a pattern I want to continue? Do I want to continue writing $10,000 in credit card debt or do I want to find a way to pay it off and be debt free? Right. Right. I think that learning from Dom has been really helpful about money because he's way more neutral about money than I can be. I can be Mm -hmm. emotional about it. And I think I'm learning a lot because he's much more like, oh, this is what it is. Okay. Like it's not good or bad. It's just what it is. And yeah, yeah, it just is. And if you want it to be different, then you just got to do different things. It's not a big deal, right? Just like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. We don't like the way our savings account looks okay. Well, we'll change this, this, and this, and we'll change the way our savings account looks, right? Like, it's not something that he, like, I don't know, stays in as long as I do. Like, I feel like it could shift my mood, but I'm learning from yeah. him because he approaches it so differently. And he also, it's helpful too because when we're looking at, you know, making our next investments and things like that, and the number might feel big to me, like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, that's that much. And he's always just like, yeah, okay. 10 million. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like everything is just Ain't like, no fine. yeah, it's like, the <laughs> thing. I'm like, okay, I guess. But mm-hmm. I think that that that's also it tells me that I do have this like, internal like training or story that mm-hmm. tells me, oh, this number is a big number. And big numbers are scary. Instead of right. it's just a fucking number. Right. Right. And I'm so glad that you brought up like, okay, so the numbers and like, Big numbers, right? Like, and big numbers like, are different for everyone. Like, big, right? It's right? relative, yeah, it's based relative. on your mm-hmm. experience, based yeah. on what you grew up with. And, mm-hmm. you know, one example or reframe that one of my coaches shared with me, which my work with her and like the programs that she has, has really helped me develop and nurture neutrality around money. Like you were saying that kind of Dom already has seemingly naturally kind of done that for himself, Mm -hmm. but we all have different upbringings. And, you know, one thing that she would always challenge me to see is like, whatever that number is, like, let's say it's, you know, $7,986 to just, right. Just to scramble the numbers and be like, it's not a big number. It's just a different number. Mm -hmm. And to remove the meaning of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause when you hear 10 million for me, 
I remember moments of my parents saying like, we're not millionaires. We're not millionaires. You know, you can't spend like this. We're not millionaires. Like that was a little echo of a script. Yeah. And honestly, Will and I are now saving up for our second property, which will technically on paper make us in that, in that bracket, which is still honestly, Candace wild to me Yeah, because I was like broke and had like $80 to my name legitimately in 2018. Right. not even five years ago. I was like literally living off of ramen noodles again, just like I was towards the end of high school and working in hospitality to make ends meet because I didn't want to take a paycheck from my agency because I wanted it to grow. Yeah. So it's just that neutrality I think is so powerful. And I know you shared a story with me, but I want the viewers to hear it too. There was a, a perfect instance of like you and Dom yeah. Having a discussion, right? With right. like no boogeyman about money. Yes. So okay. So share it for such the people. A, it's such a silly little <laughs> story, but you y'all know I'm new to this wife thing, right? So like sharing accounts and stuff is all very new to me. We are six months in and I probably have more maybe negative money stories than Dom presents, at least. You know, I know he's mm-hmm. been through it, but like at this point he just doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Um, and also, recently, he has been contributing more to our savings account than I have. We're like, uh-huh. previously, we were like very close. And now Neck it's like, he, yeah, now he's like, crushing me. Anyways, not crushing me. He's on my same team. We're winning together. But anyways, um, I think partners. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're partners. But like, all that is like, so new to me, right? So mm-hmm. I feel some kind of way because I want to be making as much or more than him, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I need to tell you that backstory because there is like a little bit about me feeling like I'm not contributing as much every month as he, because he's contributing more. Anyways, so I'm like at home, whatever, making dinner and he comes in. He's just like, hey, babe. Um, He's like, so I noticed that in our bank account, like $400, this is our savings account that we never touch. Like that's kind of the agreement. The agreement is that we don't touch this account unless we're depositing into it. We never take anything out. If we did need to take something out, it would definitely have to be a conversation and it would have to make sense. Like we'd have to be an agreement and make sense for both of us, right? Yeah, so collaboration. Collaborations, exactly. So so I only deposit in it. He only deposits in it. Anyhow, he's like, so I noticed that there's a $400 <laughs> withdrawal from this account. Mm-hmm. And that's just literally what he said. Not like, what the hell or like what's go? going on? What, you what you use doing? it for? Nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. Like, just ended it right there. And yeah. I was just like, I felt all the feelings, Kat. I can't even say no. them. Like, I wish you guys could see my face right now because I just like felt all the feelings. I just felt like yeah. so bad. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. taking money from us. Like, no, right. like, you know, I'm contributing. And so yeah. what happened was, I don't, so this is like one of those accounts where multiple banks are in the account. I don't know. It's like, it's not like I'm logging into the bank. It's like I'm logging into a portal and I could see mm-hmm. multiple different banks that we all have accounts in. Anyways. Yeah. But those account numbers are like. Yeah, they're <laughs> exactly. Those account numbers get, get crazy. And so what I did yeah. was I thought I was depositing $400 into this account and uh-huh. I accidentally withdrew it. And then when I realized, oh, shoot, I withdrew it. I deposited it back like immediately in that moment. But of course, mm-hmm. that transaction hadn't yet populated to the portal and I was like trying right. to prove that I did put it back and that I actually And your husband's not accusing you. He doesn't even you. care. He doesn't even care. And I'm just like making all of this up in my in mind. This world, <laughs> in your like, head. Yes. It's like this is all 100%. going on. And he's like he's like, ooh, what's the like, still waters uh-huh. run deep over there? What's going totally, on? Totally. <laughs> totally. 
And but in the moment, I realized like, oh my gosh, there's so much like feelings around money that I have that he clearly wasn't having, and it was just a very neutral question. And so yeah. I was like, no. So I ended up like because I needed to, I like pulled up the other account, and I was like, look, babe, see, there's a withdrawal, just not showing on this one yet, but it's going to happen. And of course, then the next morning it was there, and I was just like, I just picked the wrong account numbers. I just did the thing backwards, you know. And it's just so crazy because I made this like huge thing because I felt like I wasn't contributing I don't know it's money shit it's crazy it's the so like another like invisible story or script that I kind of didn't realize that I had in my head was that everything needs to be 50 50 in a partnership all the time mm-hmm right so this mm-hmm. was something that I would hear my mom say it was something that I would hear my dad say like we're partners. It's 50-50 all the time, every day. And my experience in my relationships and particularly like my relationship with Will is that it's not always 50-50. There Mm -hmm. are times when I pick up the slack, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm depositing more into our joint savings. And then there are times where he's picking up the slack and not even picking up the slack. I don't think that's even the right term. It's just, it's kind of just, I view it as like, just a scale. Sometimes it's 80-20, sometimes it's 60-40, sometimes it's 90-10, you know, but it just, it's always moving. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that I'm like letting us down. It doesn't mean that he's, you know, slacking off or whatnot. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all. I know. Right. It's just information and that's what partnership is. But it's interesting to me when when seemingly nothing happens because nothing was happening in that conversation except me freaking the fuck out for no reason because <laughs> I felt like so much that I had to like prove myself around it. And so I feel like I'm learning through every experience like that. And I'm more open to to understanding that, yes, we contribute in different ways at different times. Uh, but Dom and I are both just competitive people by nature. Like, that's just who each of us are. And so I think when he does better, I want to do better. When I do better, he wants to do better. And I'm talking about specifically money wise, but also health wise. Like if I'm working out and I'm losing weight, he wants to do it. Like we're we're competitive mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And it's good for us mostly because like we are on the same page and we drive each other. But then yeah. this recently with this money thing, I feel like it has made me think like, okay, well, you're making that much? Okay, well, let me figure out some different things I could be doing to – Yeah. So if, because also, if you can do it, I could do it. Right. Right? Well, and yeah. you gamify it. It's yes. like you're you're cheering each other on to continue mm-hmm. to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. And it's not becoming like a detrimental, petty, like I'm no. going to make you feel small so I feel big no, of type of not. situation. No, because that's not helpful. Not <laughs> that at all. Doesn't, that doesn't make anybody feel good. And so, yeah. So like practical money conversations, money tips, like I really would challenge like everybody listening, kind of just sit and reflect in like your thoughts that you have around money or yeah. like patterns that you tend to repeat. Do you tend to use that same credit card over and over and you and but you only pay it down a certain amount? Like do you right. do you carry like same balances? I used to do that with my credit cards. I had like a comfortable balance that I would carry, even though I literally had cash in the bank and I could have paid it off. And that probably would have helped my credit score, but I didn't do it. Yeah. And I realized for me, it was like, well, if I had all of my available credit, I was afraid that I would use it. So I would always Mm -hmm. just try to keep a little bit running. And so really unpacking 
your money stories, your any triggers you have around it, I think starting there, because it starts with you, right, Candice? Yeah, like if you're totally. not straight, then your business partners, your the team you work with, your partners in your personal life, like it's all going to be bad news bears. Yeah, I think that the best place to start is just literally write down what you're spending your money on without mm. any judgment. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. There's not any right or wrong way to spend your money. The mm-hmm. only place where it's wrong is when it doesn't align with the lifestyle that you want. So it could be wrong if it doesn't allow you to do the things you want to do or live the way you want to live. If you don't like mm-hmm. the way debt feels, if that's keeping you down, if that makes you feel bad, then maybe that's wrong for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's real. But for the other person, it might be like, hey, I feel totally comfortable and things are good and I, I feel comfortable carrying this and I know what I'm doing. Okay. But if you're not feeling good about money, that should be a sign that there's an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. and start by just being neutral. Start by just saying, okay, yep, it's true that I spent $2,000 on sour gummies last month. I don't know. You know, I know how much you love your sour gummies. I mean, not now. (laughs) Not anymore. Now you're like, yeah, yeah, you've you've totally quashed that. We have an episode coming up about that. But yeah, being neutral about it and then deciding is like, is this how I want to spend my money? Am I in charge of my money or is my money in charge of me? Yes, because at the end of the day, what I have found is that you know how they say that the people that you surround yourself with and the quality of your relationships and the types of clients you have in your business are really just a reflection of you. Everything in your life is just a reflection of you. Your bank accounts and your credit card statements are the same thing. It's a reflection of you mm. and how it doesn't mean anything about you, but it it shows like how you spend, where you spend, where you don't spend. And it responds to you like money. Money is just the tool. Money is energy. Yeah. It responds to you. And so if you're always in this state of fight or flight, one of the other stories that I had in my head, analogies that I didn't even realize was installed there that I had to like, I pulled that fuse a few weeks ago was that I looked at money as a form of oxygen. Mm. And that without it, I couldn't do anything. And oh my God. Talk about desperate doesn't sell like that. No, just repels money, sell. and so you know, really understanding that because it's a form of energy and it responds to you, you totally have, like you said, the opportunity to unpack and untangle. You know, the stories that you have and decide which ones you want to keep, which ones are helpful, and which ones you just want to burn on the pyre of your past self <laughs> and move <laughs> forward into future you. Right? Yeah. Like you're in the driver's seat here. Yeah, you always get to decide. And you always get to change course just because it's how it has been doesn't mean that it's how it has to be today. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many people are living in the past, especially when it comes with money. I've noticed and even myself too. So if you are an entrepreneur listening to this and you've been ruminating and kind of in this cyclical pattern, feast or famine, like look, Candace and I know it well. We have mm-hmm. been there. We are not there anymore. We've cultivated the awareness. We've done the work. We've changed our patterns. We've also really worked to surround ourselves with people that are supportive and mm-hmm. that also kind of encourage us to build neutrality around money. Yeah, because if you're surrounded by people who all have negative money stories, it's you're going to stay there. You have yeah. to be surrounded by people who have different stories. And I've told the story before, and it's like one of like my key stories that I feel like 
is so pivotal in me beginning to start thinking about money differently is when I was in the car with my friend one day and he got a call and he was a commercial real estate agent. He got a call and the person was like, Hey, congratulations. You're $100,000 richer. I was like, Wait, what? 100 what? And the crazy thing was, it was the beginning of the year. So I think it was like January 3rd or 4th. And that I was thinking in my mind, if you can make $100,000 on January 4th, like you can make a lot of money in a year. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, and my teacher mind couldn't even add on that that. because, like, I don't know, at that point, I'd made like $26 that year. And so. Like that, right? Like I'd made yeah. no money by January 4th. And I'm just, I think that really opened my eyes because prior to that, I'd only ever been around a bunch of other teachers who all made the same amount mm-hmm. of money, who were living in the same type of houses, who were living in the same neighborhoods, who were going on the same kind of vacations and didn't really have any other way to compare to a different life. Mm-hmm. And when I began to understand that, oh, I was just like playing in my circle over and over and over again, I just said, I, I want to get in a different circle. The circle is no longer serving me. Yeah. Um, You've outgrown it, right? But, but for me out- personally, it didn't feel, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. But mm-hmm. that was like the first indicator that like, I just want different things for my life. And that career path wasn't going to allow me to have the things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was one thing that it came up a little bit like with my parents when I told them that I was going to go into the consultant world, the startup world. I think there was a little bit of like sense of like, oh, do I think I'm like too good for a W-2 job or too good to be at a company for 30 or 40 years? And look, it's not to say that that didn't work for my parents or was correct for them in their time, in their generation. We're in a completely different world than where they grew up. And it's a different landscape. It's different rules. And I want to make my own rules. And just like there's neutrality around money, there's neutrality around these choices. It doesn't yeah. mean, right. you know, your your past networks of friends are like bad or not good enough. Yeah, it, totally. just, it just means that they're not who you want to spend time with anymore. They're not going where you want to go. It's not good or bad. It's just different. It's just different. Right? Yep, totally. And that's all. that's all. And there's nothing wrong with wanting different. And I think mm-hmm. that we're made to feel bad about it. Yeah. But. Permission revoked to feel bad about wanting <laughs> to be different. I feel like that needs to be an addendum to the Clever Girl credo. <laughs> permission Cause revoked. Because we, we always right. say permission granted. Yes. Hilarious. Permission granted to talk freely and neutrally about money. Permission revoked to feel shitty about it. Because there's just, that's not helpful. We don't want that for you. Not helpful at all. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Not Nice Clever or know a friend or two that could benefit from having, you know, some lighter, more neutral conversations around money, whether or not they're just having them by themselves or with you, feel free to share and leave us a five-star review and we will catch you later. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice clever. Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio and head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question. We'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off. You're not so nice, but also clever besties that mean business. See you next week.